born in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America and welcome. This is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to the, the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Uh, folks, I have been talking about the Alliance for a very long time, even before they were my sponsor, because I believe in what we are doing so much. And it is such a wonderful group of people to work with. You do not have to live in Florida to be part of the Alliance. That's the beauty of the Alliance, is that you can take our information and apply it to your state. And we have so many things going on in different states all over the country that one state may have an idea and another state may say, wow, we could try that here. That's the idea of the alliance. So we're going to spend a lot of time and I want you to understand the things that the alliance is doing, what we're up to. But I have to say, I am really so proud of the people of Florida because what you are doing is fabulous and not only are our elected officials listening, but also our chair people in the RPOF. We had a big deal going on this past week when everyone found out that the RPOF wanted to pass a resolution making it mandatory for a candidate to sign an or agree to sign an oath that they would support whatever candidate was chosen. Well, that's very unconstitutional, number one. And number two, it takes away our right to choose who we want as a candidate. And they had no right to do that. Well, masses of people called, masses of people sent emails, masses of people showed up, and guess what? They listened. They know, they understand that if we, the people, get involved, it works. They listen. And that's what this is all about, folks. Our government is owned and should be controlled by we the people. Unfortunately, we have given that mantle over to they, the lobbyists, and the ruling classes, and now they think they're better than we are. Well, guess what? They're not. And we have to make sure that they understand exactly what we want. And if we're silent and we don't tell them, they have no way of knowing. And that's why this is so important that you get engaged. And I remember Plato, and even though he didn't say a lot of good things that I really liked, he did say something that strikes home with me, and I will repeat it all the time. And that is, if you do not get involved, you are subject to being ruled by your inferiors. You are the expert. They are not. But if you don't express that, they will never know. 
I have invited Ryan Kennedy from the Florida Citizens Alliance. His job is to interact with legislators. And too often people say to me, Karen, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. What if they don't like me? What if they don't listen? Well, folks, they listen. And it doesn't matter whether they like you or not. That has nothing to do with it. It's what your issue is and your ability to get that issue across. So I've asked Ryan to join me today and tell us some of the things that the Alliance is doing and have done in the past. And the important thing that I think, Ryan, is that if we get the majority of what we want done, that's a win. What do you think, Ryan? Oh, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Karen, for having me on first off. And and yes, I agree with you 100% about if we can get a majority of what we want, that is a win. Um, and because, you know, sometimes it's, it's slow incrementalism to get to this point. Sometimes it takes time to, to speak to the legislative legislators to work on um, advancing an, an ideal uh, across the finish line. And sometimes it takes uh, a couple sessions to do it. But, um, and a lot of things are constantly changing. I mean, we, we know with, with CRT and SEL and all that sort of stuff that it's got undergone different names. And so we've had to go back and we have to uh, be light on our feet in order to, to combat it. And um, what are some of the bills that we worked on last year that we had success with? Well, uh, first off, uh, one of the biggest uh, uh, bills that we had uh, success with was with uh, 1069, which was passed last session. And that really um, has to do with, uh, it was a couple things in the bill, but a, a majority ha- had to do with the pornography in schools, which we've talked about as an organization for years now, um, which is that, that there's pornography in schools and that this, this pornography shouldn't be there. Well, really what 1069 does is it it gives uh, parents, it gives the residents the ability to be able to tackle this better because it says that, you know, any kind of uh, graphic material, uh, the school districts are supposed to just go ahead and uh, be trying to remove that material um, uh, through these new processes. And it gives, and it does give parents the ability to, to object the school district's ruling to to the DOE and then the DOE, uh, the um, commissioner can appoint a special magistrate. And obviously we would like to see that across the board with residents more than just parents, but at the same time, it is a step in the right direction. Um, It really is good that there's now um, some accountability measure. So that's one of the, one of the big things about that bill. Yes, and that was a huge win, especially when we watched parents go and read excerpts from these books to their school boards and be shut down because they're not allowed to use that kind of language in front of the school board. They can't use it in front of the school board, but they can give it to their kids. Nobody is saying that things should be censored. That's not the idea, folks. The idea is that 
you as a parent should be the one that determines what you want your child to read. Some person that may or may not know your child and even a teacher who sits with your child for a whole term. What happens at the end of that term? Your child moves on. That teacher moves on. They're no longer connected. They're no longer together. But you as the parent, you're always there. It's your job to take care and determine what you want your child to know. And because the maturity levels are so different, it is difficult to say this book uh, is good for an eighth grader. Well, maybe it's good for a mature eighth grader. Maybe it's not good for an immature eighth grader. And maybe you as the parent should determine what sexual information your children learned. And this was a very, very important thing. And you're right, Ryan, we need to make sure that uh, these bills that we have them now get used. I was talking to a, a sheriff, if you could imagine, and asked him if uh, somebody was standing on the street corner and reading this to a kid, what would you do? And he said, I'd arrest them for pornography. You're not allowed to do that. But we're allowed to do it in school. No, we're not. Ryan, what are the great things that we are working on this year? Well, uh, we're working on a number of issues this year. For one, uh, going back to the issues of uh, pornography in schools, um, we're really trying to work on what's called the Miller test. And the Miller test has been used by school districts to essentially make up reasons for why books should be kept in school. And the Miller test has these, um, it's a three uh, prong uh, criteria has to be met in order for something to be pornographic. And within that, there's something, uh, one of them states that you have to have, if something has literary value, then it then it's not pornography. Well, there's you know that's such a subjective thing, and really, like you said, with the parents being in control, parents, you know, what what is literary value? One parent might not be literary value to another parent, and what's literary value to an adult might not be appropriate for a child. So we're really trying to look at that, and we're really trying to clean up some of those uh, what are call, I would call the the exclusions, you know, to the to the Miller test to try to make it so that you know, when, when we're dealing with minors, that those aren't a factor being played. Um, the other thing we're trying to do is with uh, social-emotional learning. We're trying to really define it and then ban it because social-emotional learning um, is really dangerous in the sense that it teaches that there are no absolute truths, which obviously, um, if, if you're a Christian, that obviously raises a lot of issues or any other religious denomination for that matter or religion. But it also we have we have uh, standards that we worked so hard on in Florida to try to improve, and if and if there are no absolute truths, then why even be in school? You know, so that's why we're really trying to define SEL and ban it because it, it has no point to be in schools. Well, also, SEL eliminates the child's ability to learn facts because everything is done through emotion. And you cannot run a country based on emotion. And this is where we find ourselves now. We are so emotionally charged. Everything becomes a trigger. And then, no, there is no rational and logical thought. So uh, this creates a whole other 
issue involved in mental health because everybody is so emotionally wrapped up and what may be emotional trigger to one person is not to another. So there's no way of defining it. That's why facts, which are the absolute truth, are what is important and what a child should learn when they are in school. They develop their emotions when they leave school based on their facts and experience. So that's another very important thing. Any any other ones, Ryan? Yes. So one of one of the things that we're trying to do, um, it, it's very important, but it's a, I would say it's something that I think gets overlooked a lot because we assume that this is something that's already been done. But uh, we're trying to have uh, residents get access to teacher's guides. So currently, residents can review textbooks, um, but the teacher's guides are excluded under the statute from being reviewed. Well, teacher's guides um, have a lot of information in it that are supplemental type material for the teachers to pull from and different tips uh, that they use. And a lot of these um, teacher's guides do have things in there um, that we, again, we talk about the CRT and some of those other issues that are, that are being crept in through these teacher guides. So just like anything else, if, if, if a resident or a parent has a right to view a textbook, then they should have the right to be able to view the teacher's guides. It's, it's, pretty, it's a pretty straightforward and small fix, but it's something that, again, we haven't had the ability to view since that law was created uh, many years ago. So. I think that is a fabulous idea and very, very necessary. And also, a lot of times when we choose the publishers, we never really look at the authors. And the authors may write something very vanilla in a a school textbook. But when it comes to the teacher's guide, this is where the author often allows their feelings to come out. And uh, you will find things in there that you don't like, like uh, America is a country that was created with uh, because of slavery. That's somebody's opinion. That's not a fact. And often that comes through because the authors have written this information. So once you get the teacher's guide, it opens up a whole new world as you can explore and find out what did the authors really mean because that's what they're telling you. So that's a very important one. Is there anything else, Ryan? Yes. The last thing that we're uh, trying to do, which is um, something we've talked a lot about uh, as an organization, is the Hope Scholarship. And it's, it's one of the best kept secrets um, in Florida. But what we're trying to do is currently the Hope Scholarship um, if uh, a parent, if their child, if their child uh, gets bullied, and obviously the Hope Scholarship changes the definition of that. That includes any intimidation or threat or physical um, violence perpetrated by anybody on school property. But currently, the bill only allows for a child to get a scholarship to go to a private school. We want to expand that so a child can homeschool as well, um, which is really good because uh, even with HB1 that was passed um, last session, there is a time frame that every parent has to apply to get that money for homeschooling. Hope Scholarship is based on when the incident happens. And it's also a check on, of course, the, the school system and the teachers um, because it's incident-based. So then the school district knows exactly why a, parent, a child is being taken out of school. 
Oh, that is, that is definitely very, very needed. And folks, we forget homeschooling is very expensive. Uh, and you are paying taxes for your child to go to public school. But if your child suffers any type of incident in that public school and you feel the need to take them out, your taxes still went to that public school. So this gives you the ability to get the funding that you need, that you deem necessary. And we're going to talk in the next segment about the wonderful program called the Micro School, which gives you a, a very easy definition of how you can get your children out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. So Ryan, you are now in Tallahassee. So I'm a parent and I want to go and what do I do when I get to Tallahassee? Uh, what, what, what should I do here? Who should I talk to? What's going on? Well, the first thing um, is, and yes, I am up in Tallahassee currently. Um, but for those uh, people that are listening who do want to get involved and you're a parent, um, go and, first off, go and talk to your local state rep or state uh, senator um, for your county, the district that you live in, because for one, they love hearing from their constituents. And a lot of times, um, you know, state reps and senators, they like hearing from the constituents more than they like hearing from nonprofits because it gives them a chance to see that the people that elected them um, support what we're trying to do. So if you hear something that I told uh, today on the podcast that you, you like and that you support, go and tell your uh, state rep or state senator about it. That is a fabulous thing. And never be afraid, folks. That's another thing. Uh, they are people just like you and me. They're not any different than we are. And you don't have to be afraid of them. And you don't have to uh, think that they are better than you. And you certainly don't have to think that they know more than you because often they're not involved. They may be doing something entirely different and the thought never crossed their mind that the Hope Scholarship should be applied to homeschool. Uh, they never thought about it. Also, um, there are committees. So what would you suggest about the committees? Yes. So as time moves through um, and we start getting more bills filed, um, we'll take positions as an organization on bills. And we have a good system where we actually, if you're signed up um, on our email list, you will get notified when a bill that we uh, strongly support or strongly oppose goes to a committee. And it'll give you the chance as an individual to be able to to say how you feel about the bill to your particular uh, representative or to those uh, representative senators on that committee. So it gives you a chance to be able to, in case you can't make it up here because Florida is very big and I understand, you know, people work. Um, it'll give you a chance though to do it remotely and to be able to have an impact when, when these bills go to the committee because the representative or senator has already heard from you on that particular issue. So I could actually go in and zoom in on a committee working and listen to what they are considering for legislation. Can I voice my opinion? Yes. Yeah, so um, in the Senate side of it, you you uh, have to be in physically in person, but on the House side in particular, um, you can um, submit a form online. Uh, it's a speaker form. Uh, you can go into any of the committees that are upcoming. Um, it has to be uh, uh, 
the day before you have to go and submit the form, but you can just say, I waive in support and waive in opposition of a particular bill in that committee. And then they'll read it into record that so-and-so supported it or opposed it. Oh, this is really exciting. So where do I find out this information and get this committee stuff? Well, uh, like I said, in, on the House side, it's uh, myfloridahouse.gov. Um, has all the committee listings. Um, but as far as for bills that we're supporting or opposing, um, you know, go to goflca.org and you're going to have a chance to uh, click uh, join and you're going to have a chance to sign up to receive our our information on the bills moving through. So maybe if you don't have the time to go online and look at all the committees, you'll have a chance to at least get down to the education ones because we'll be notifying you about those bills. So, Ryan, if I had a question and I wanted to talk to you because I know you're going to Tallahassee and I had a thought, and could I share that with you? Of course. Of course. Yes, we are always open to, to suggestions and to things going on in your local school district or county. Or even if you're a homeschool parent, and you're having a particular challenge with, with some kind of state law or something with homeschooling. Yeah, we are completely open to any kind of suggestions like that. Uh, you can reach out to my email Ryan at goflca.org. Um, and that's how you can reach out to me and just, you know, send me any kind of concerns you have about that. We're, we're an open book. Uh, as far as that, we're in our organization, all the social medias. So feel free to, to reach out to our organization via a direct message there too. Well, this is really fabulous information, folks. And it's so important because if you believe as I do, children are our future. And if we do not educate them properly and they cannot read, write, and do math, and they have no knowledge of finance or the economy or the, the uh, being able to understand the history, the civics of America, then how do they actually know what liberty, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness is all about? They won't. And unfortunately, that is the idea. Uh, there is a very serious idea to make sure that our children know nothing. And it is very, very important to be able to be participating in your government because that's what you're doing. So, Ryan, would you tell everyone once again where they can find you, where they can find the website, where, where and the great part is, folks, nobody's going to ask you for money for your opinion. Uh, we have a donation. Yes, we do. Can you tell uh, everybody about that, um, how important it is? But it's not mandatory. Yes. You're not doing a survey. And at the bottom of the survey, it says, can you give this amount of money? And then we'll listen to your opinion. Nobody's yes. doing that. Yes. Yes. So, again, my email address, uh, which you can reach out to if you have a legislative related yes. issue is Ryan, R-Y-A-N, like my first name, at goflca.org. Um, and then as far as uh, signing up to, like I said, receive our information about legislation, you go to our website, which is goflca.org, um, and then you click join, and you can just put in your email address and your name, and, that, and then you're signed up for that. Uh, obviously, yes, we do appreciate any donations if you want to and you feel so inclined to. That's a totally different button on our website. It says donate. So it has nothing to do with um, signing up for our legislative alerts. But if you do, um, it is there on our website as well. 
and you will get a wealth of information. And the most important thing that we hope that you will do is share that information, absorb that information, and use it because knowledge is only wonderful when you use it, when you apply it. It's only powerful when you apply it. If you learn something and keep it to yourself and don't share that information with others, it doesn't matter because it will go no place. And we're not in a position where we can do that. Ryan, thank you so much for joining me today. It was Always a pleasure. And I know you're in Tallahassee, and I know that you're going to be meeting with legislators. So I'm going to ask you if uh, you will come back and let us know uh, how it's working out and what we the folks can do. Uh, should you need help? Should you want support? You know, uh, do you want us to call them, emails, anything like that? So uh, will you be available? Oh, yes, Karen, definitely. I will be available. And thank you for having me on. And yes, I'll be Glad to come on and let you know how things are going. Okay, that is wonderful. Well, folks, don't go away because we're going to have part two of the Florida Citizens Alliance and helping our kids because our kids are where it's at. Uh, It's bad enough that we're in trouble, but we don't have to shift that trouble over to our children as well and giving them a well-rounded, important education and getting them out of those public schools. Folks, many people don't realize that public schools make their money by attendance. So if you want your public district to pay attention to you, then keep your kid out of public school homeschool them, but more important, learn from the Florida Citizens Alliance what a micro school is. And we will learn that right after the break. This is Karen Schoen. You've been listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor. Can't say enough about them, the Florida Citizens Alliance. I do have another plug for another organization, which is equally as important, and that is called Defend Florida. If you're not familiar with Defend Florida, please go to their website, www.defendflorida.org. Defend Florida is focusing on election integrity. And unbeknownst to us, because we were told our election was perfect, Our election was not. And more and more information is coming out like the tabulators from 2020 and 2022 were in fact connected to the internet. And we have no idea of knowing whether or not those votes were switched, whether they were true and clear, but we are work, they are working on a program that will help people to enjoin with the election process. And once again, that is defendflorida.org. So don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. This is Jody O'Malley with Nurses Out Loud. Did you know our body is made up of trillions of cells and inside each cell, redox signaling molecules are produced. 
These molecules hold a sacred place in chemistry because as we age, the vital communication of our immune system to keep our bodies free from harmful bacteria, viruses, and toxins become less efficient. For the first time ever, ASEA brings you the power of these molecules in a convenient and potent form to provide your body with the essential support it needs to thrive. Ever since I toured their facility, I take two ounces in the morning and evening, and my vitality and energy has been restored at a time I needed it the most. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get your exclusive 15% discount by using the code OUTLOUD. How can you improve your odds of staying healthy? The answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus-hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget OUTLOUD25 at checkout. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution, the miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. 
Well, the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news, liberty and justice for all. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, over the past several years, you've been hearing me talk about the Alliance, and I have been mentioning our wonderful project called the Microschools. And some of you are new to the show, and that's wonderful, and I welcome you. And you're probably scratching your head and saying, what is she talking about? What is a micro school? So rather than me explain it, I have asked Christy DiGiavelli to join me today because she is the founder of the micro school project and has hooked it together with the Florida Citizens Alliance, and it is becoming an incredible way to help our children become educated and get out of those indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. So Christy, thank you so much for joining me today. And as everyone is asking, what is a micro school? Well, thank you so much, Karen, for having me. It's always a pleasure coming uh, on here and and talking about education and uh, education related issues with you. Um, to answer your question, a micro school is, um, well, it is a typically, it is a, a classroom that has typically around between 10 or less students. Sometimes there can be more, sometimes less, but they're typically of multiple different age levels and uh, grade levels, and they're all learning in the same um, same classroom environment. So think of think of like back in the, in the old days of when we used to have uh, one room schoolhouses, like on little, a lot of people compare it to like little house on the prairie. Well, just think of something like that, but a modern day version of that. Oh, that is fantastic. You mean the older kids get to interact with the younger kids and they learn off of each other. Uh, that is definitely lacking in our public schools. Is that what you're describing? Yes, ma'am. And, and, you know, it's funny because in the public school setting, that is the only time in a child's life where they are forced to interact solely with uh, peers of, of their own age. You know, any other time in life, our kids are exposed to people of all different ages, classes, sizes, grades, you know, and, and it's really it's, it, it lends for a much more expansive learning environment for our kids. Because not only not not only is the teacher um, the the bur there's a lot less burden on the teacher because they're not um, they don't have to be held to doing every single thing for every single student. No, you've got kids where you've got fifth graders with second graders, so you know, you've got them learning from one another, and, and and it just becomes a much more rich learning environment for everyone. So where do these kids come from? Uh, how do they sign up? What what, how does this process work? Well, that's a great question. You know, these uh, kids are coming from everywhere. 
I mean, we the, really the goal behind our micro school initiative is to rescue every kid and teacher from the public education system. You know, every kid and teacher that wants to be out. And and so how someone would get involved with something like this or how you would start a micro school or how, you know, how you could learn more is really easy. Just go to our website, www.goflca.org. And, you know, it, it'll really lead you in the right direction. Get you, it'll, it'll give you the contact information for me or anyone else on our team. Um, if there's an ambassador in your in your local county, it'll give you that information. And if there's not, and you this is something that you're listening to and you're like, man, I really want to start micro schools in my community. Well, we are looking at creating ambassador teams in every county throughout the state of Florida, and we'd love to have you join us. So how many teams are we up to now? How many ambassadors do we have? So we have t- we have a total of ten ambassadors that represent eight counties throughout the state right now. But um, and and I I mean, it, that number could could be growing you know exponentially if it if we really wanted it to. But it's not because we're really taking our time and um at, well and money and energy into really training our ambassadors to become subject experts in the area of alternative education you know so that when because because what our ambassadors do is they act as consultants throughout this entire process uh they're walking alongside what we like to call potential founders or micro school startups uh and they're walking along beside them the whole time helping them to really make all of the all of the decisions that one would need to make when wanting to start a micro school everything from curriculum selection all the way to what type of legal model they want to go with um uh, you know and what type of um, admissions process they want to, you know, implement within their school. Every single little detail, our ambassadors are equipped to help guide these founders. And that only comes through training. And that's that's a what our organization, Florida Citizens Alliance, uh, you know, one of the things I love about them is that they really do strive for excellence in all areas. And that includes the training that we put into our ambassadors. And I'm just so proud to be with such a such a an exe- an exemplary organization in that regard. Okay, you mentioned curricula, so I am thinking that you're not using the same curricula that's in the public schools. So where does the curricula come from and how do we know it's going to be good for the kids? Well, you would be right. We are not using the same curriculum that the public schools are using. Uh, you know, we we definitely believe in that old saying. What is it? Uh, the, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Well, we've chosen to go a different route because, you know, we realize that our, our public education system is broken. So you can't fix it by doing the same thing just in a smaller classroom. So what we've done is we understand that there are hundreds, if not thousands of really great, really reputable curriculum providers out there. But that uh, when, when a parent chooses to like pull their kid out of a public school and like go into some form of alternative education, the curriculum selection choices can be very intimidating and very overwhelming. So what we as an organization have done is we have gone about um, vetting some of just a, a few of them so far. We vetted around, uh, I think we have five or six now uh, different curriculum providers that uh, we put through. We, we, we reviewed all of the curriculum, all of the textbooks. We reviewed everything. And, you know, it really does check all of the boxes that we as an organization feel um, are, are, are vital to producing uh, well-rounded, American-minded citizens. And, and so those five curriculum companies, they are detailed on our websites. Um, you, I would, I'm not going to bore you with all the details to them now, but please go check out our website and, and see what they're all about. They're really great. 
So this is a curricula that focuses on American values. That would be exciting. Yeah. American values, um, uh, uh, American patriot, you know, pa patriotism, um, uh, and they're classical in nature. So almost every one of the curriculums, I think one of them is not classical in nature, but most of them are classical. You know, they're you're, where your kids are going to be reading um, from the from the greats, you know, from literature, from from uh, from primary sources instead of, you know, a lot of this garbage that our kids are reading nowadays. I mean, I've got two girls that are in public education still, two older girls they are in high school, a junior and a senior. And I'll tell you what what our public school system or school districts deem as um literary value i would have to question most days and 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 you know you don't i just know that we never have to worry about that when i'm consulting someone and and referring them to one of these curriculum providers i never have to worry that i'm giving someone a woke curriculum or an agenda driven curriculum i'm giving them something that i know is sound in the things that are important like math english history science you know the arts you know like all of the things that we want our kids to know and to be well-rounded in without all the woke ideologically agenda-driven garbage okay so who makes the choice of what curricula we i i would want my child to have i well as the parent, you make that ultimate decision, but, you know, and um, as, but as an organization, even though we vetted uh, five different curriculum partners and we put our name and our, you know, our seal of approval on them, you know, that we, we understand that, that um, they're not, that's not the end all be all out there. And, you know, if, if someone came to me, a potential founder came to me and said, Hey, I want to start a micro school, but I don't want to use one of those curriculums. As long as we're still value aligned in the curriculum that they do want to go with, I'm still going to help you start a micro school because at the end of the day, we want to get, we want to rescue all kids and teachers out of these uh, government schools. And the only way we're going to do that um, is by providing as many alternative education options out there as, that we can. Okay, so I have now enrolled my child in a micro school and uh, they have gone through the grade. And at the end of the year, how do I know that they have passed and they would get a passing grade? Does that have to come from the Florida Department of Education or do we just move on? How does that process work? Well, because micros, most micro schools, um, I would say most, if not all, um, they are structured in such a way where they are governed under under homeschool law. So that means that it is parent led and directed education. Now, I'm not going to get into all the different legal uh, ways of, of how that how they can end up being a micro school and just how all, I'm happy to have that conversation if someone wants to get in touch with us. But in a you know, what it has to do with this conversation, you, we really as parents um, really need to reevaluate how we're evaluating our children at the end of every, let's just say every school year, um, and, and why we're evaluating them that way. Because what we've all been trained to believe and to think is the best way for kids is that kids have to learn uh, based on standards and there's benchmarks and there's progress, there's a, a progress monitoring and, you know, there's standardized testing and there's all of these things that, that are required in order to tell you how smart your kid is and where they're at. But I would argue that most of those uh, assessments are, um, well, they're objective and 
they're a lot of the times very inaccurate uh, when it comes to the whole of the child, because not every child learns at the same pace as, as the, you know, the child is sitting right next to them. And I, 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 as a parent personally, um, and I, a lot of these curriculum providers that we work with feel the same way. Um, we want to teach kids, uh, mastery, not just, uh, not just, Hey, you checked all the boxes, you took all the tests. So you get to go to the next grade. You know, as a matter of fact, one of our curriculum providers doesn't even operate in grades. They operate in, um, ages. And, you know, they have typical, well, this is what a typical kindergarten curriculum would look like. But they understand that not every kindergartner is a typical kindergartner. Some of them can read at a third and fourth grade level, while others are still working on figuring out how to, you know, their ABCs. So it's, I I really think that parents as a whole, um, and society as a whole really needs to start to get away from uh, uh, grade levels and standardized tests, and instead start to move towards mastery of subject areas. Okay, so I'm a parent, but I'm not a teacher. So I'm nervous. I want to make sure that my child is going to get a good education. And and what do I do? Because I never taught before. And that's kind of a scary thing. Don't I have to take classes and stuff like that? What do I do? No, you don't have to take classes. And I am I have this conversation with parents a lot. And one of the things that I say to them is, you know, even and, and I'm this is a This is an exaggeration, but I I say to them a lot, you know, even if you pulled your child out of school today, and I understand that right now we are only, we're only in September, but even if you pulled them out today and all you did with that child was read with them every day or make sure that they read every single day and you're monitoring that reading, if you did nothing more than that with your child during a whole school year, they would, their chances are they will learn more than they would in that classroom environment, especially right now. Right now, across the, not just in across the nation, but in the state of Florida too, we're experiencing some of the greatest teacher shortages that we have ever experienced as a, you know, as a history, as, as people. And, and because of that, we, I've seen class, I've seen schools, at least here in my county, where you've got seven or eight classrooms of students sitting in the cafeteria every single day for weeks at a time because they don't have teachers. So what I would say to parents that are struggling um, and, and wondering if they're qualified to teach their kids, yes, you are the most qualified person to handle the education of your children, the most qualified. Teachers, they're taught and, and they, they learn how to teach our children in specialized instruction and in and, and education. But that's not something that, that we as parents cannot do. We have the best interests of our kids at heart. And so that means that if I'm looking at a curriculum for my child and I see something that's off, I'm not going to teach that to my child or I'm going to look for a different way of teaching that to my child. Or if I'm just so value aligned or, or so just against it, I'm going to find a different curriculum you know, because I can direct the education of my child. And I don't know, I've not yet met a parent that is not capable of educating their children. Well, as a former teacher, I happen to agree with you and agree with everything that you're saying, because one of the things that I did as a former teacher was we taught, I taught through experience. I taught 
let's say we taught math in the morning. Well, then we had to apply it and was applying it by going to the grocery store and looking at the pounds and ounces and figuring Mm -hmm. out how much things cost. It didn't matter. But if you don't apply what you're learning, then it gets lost. And the experiences that a parent can offer is incredible. So I think we're on the right track in doing this, but I have one more question, Christy. Um, Wow, this is sounding very, very expensive. So I don't have a lot of money for my kid, but I want to make sure that they're able to learn and they're able to participate. So what do I do? You know, this is my favorite. This is probably one of my favorite questions. Um, and that's because it doesn't take a ton of money to start a micro school or to put your child in a micro school or to, it just doesn't take a ton, or to even homeschool. It just, it doesn't take a ton of money. And I would also, I, I'd actually argue or, or not argue, but I would challenge parents that are considering this right now, uh, regardless of the grade level that your child is in, uh, take a look at what you've spent so far, just so far this year um, on school supplies, on uniforms, if you needed to purchase uniforms, on uh, tennis shoes, because tennis shoes are crazy expensive i mean just like this the little things school lunches um um, aftercare before care like all think about all of the things that you as a parent spend on your child's free public education now once you add all of that up chances are on average it's anywhere between 350 and could be anywhere upwards of a thousand dollars depending on how old your child is like i've got two high schoolers they have prom and homecoming. That's two proms and two homecomings this school year. That's those tri- trips right there could cost me anywhere from 150 to 500 dollars easy. That's times two kids. So if you think, if we as parents think about all of the incidentals, all of the things that we spend money on throughout the course of a regular school year, then when you look at what the actual costs are at putting your child in a micro school which most of the cost is curriculum. I can tell you right now that every curriculum provider that that we work with is cheaper than for one year, is cheaper than what it would cost me to put my child in public school this year. I'm going to spend more money. I'm going to spend more money on proms, more money on homecoming. I'm going to spend more money on school supplies this year than it would cost me to, it, it would cost me $550 for curriculum for a year actually for more than a year's worth of curriculum it would actually be three years worth of curriculum with my father's world i would spend uh somewhere a little bit similar to that with uh, uh with the foundation for american christian education you know the only time it starts to get more expensive is then when you're talking about well where is the school going to be located and you know are we going to have to pay a tuition and you know it, it, once you start getting into questions like that my suggestion to you would be to give us a call, um, I, I'm happy to give you guys my email. I gave you the our, our website address before, which is www.goflca.org. My email address is very easy. It's Christy, so that's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y at goflca.org. And I would be happy to set up a time with you and talk, chat with you, brainstorm some ideas with you, even help you start a micro school if that's on your heart. Do I have to be in Florida to be able to have a micro school? 
in Florida, you would have to be, but no, the micro schools are, there's actually a website called micro school revolution. And, and you know, it, it, it suits the name suits itself because this is a revolution and it has uh, spread not only across our own nation, but into other nations as well. Oh, how exciting. And I have one more question. My child loves sports. Is he going to, he or she going to lose out and not be able to participate in team playing or uh, things that the school, that a public school might offer? So under uh, homeschool law, in the state of Florida, at least, uh, it, children are afforded the same opportunities to participate in extracurricular activities, including uh, sports sports teams. So they would just have to get permission from uh, their local, you know, their local school district and, you know, whatever school it is that they're trying to, you know, play that sport on. But uh, I mean, I, I, they should be allowed to, the law provides for that. Well, this program is incredible folks. And I hope that you will participate. And if you're not a parent, it doesn't matter because I'm sure that Christy would be able to find a spot for you to help mentor a child because the children need as much experience as possible as we can give them. And it doesn't matter where it comes from. Helping our children, which is our future is of utmost importance. Christy, would you tell everybody one more time where they can find you and the website and where to go? Sure thing. Uh, yeah, you guys can find us at www.go, that's G-O-F-L-C-A dot org. And my email address is Christy, that's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y, at goflca.org. Well, I want to thank you so much for putting this program together and giving our children hope for the future because children are our future. And if we don't take care of them today, somebody else will. And we don't want other people taking care of their destiny. It belongs to them. And in order to be able to fulfill it, they need the skill set that a micro school can offer. Thank you so much for joining me today. It was a pleasure, Christy. Thank you, Karen. It's always great talking to you. You have a wonderful day. You too. Well, folks, it is so important, as I said before, that we take care of our children. They are our future. And we have to take care of our future as well. So here are a few announcements that are of utmost importance. Please get out your pen and paper and write down Christy's email, christy at goflca.org. And while you're doing that, find out who your legislator, state legislator is, and write this down, Florida Statute 101.5604. Florida is mandated to use electronic devices to count our votes. And we want to get one simple little word changed. The last word, the last sentence of that statute says that the that Florida must use electronic devices. We want the word must change to the word may. If your legislator doesn't hear from you, then they're not going to know what we need to have done. And the other, of course, is of utmost importance, and that is 
federally. Know your federal legislators, and now is the time to get in contact with them. And while you're getting in contact with them, make sure you get in contact with their chief of staff or their legislative assistants. Always make sure you are friendly with them so that they know who you are when you call and that you're not some kook. You have important information. And the message that we are giving our federal legislators is, no, we do not want a continuing resolution. No, we do not want these rogue agencies being funded so that they can go after us. What is happening to America is a disgrace and it is a managed decline from those people that hate America. Well, I love America and I'm sure that you do too. But if we have not learned that doing nothing gets us nothing, then shame on us. We should have learned that doing something gets us a win. And we had two magnificent wins this past week. One was the Florida RPOF has rescinded their ridiculous unconstitutional oath so that candidates do not have to take an oath in order to become uh, the winner of a primary. And the people in Texas said no to impeaching Ken Paxton, who has now said, Biden, look out. It finally happened, folks. You have to understand that these people know us, they know who you are, and if we raise our voice, they will listen. And make sure that that's your homework for the week and that you are listening and they are listening to you. Thank you all for listening to me. This is Karen Schoen, and you have been listening to The Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Go FLCA, and let's get our kids out of public government schools. Have a wonderful week, folks. See you again next week. I'm America. Yes, America.